0: While they're making their tre- all righty we well. we'll be looking at psalm 124 today psalm 124 I appreciate the choir leading us in worship today, don't y'all? Amen. I think they did a great job. do not y'all think they did a great job today? Amen. Great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. are going to be leading our starting our musical tonight with a little some medleys of songs and I know that'll be a blessing to you so you definitely want to be in your seat ready to go at six o'clock not a little sooner tonight so you don't miss out on uh, all that God has for us in our Christmas musical this evening I call him Lord there's some beautiful songs in there and I believe you will be greatly blessed so I encourage you uh, make plans to be here this evening before six get a good seat. Cheap seats always fill up first, guys, so uh, y'all get here early and you'll enjoy a good time and I look forward to worshiping with you. Psalm 124 is where we're going to be looking today. I'm excuse, yes, 124, just a short number of uh, verses there and I believe God has a real word for us today and I appreciate your prayers so much for what God is put upon our hearts to say to you today if you found your place and physically able would you stand with me honor and reverence the reading of God reading of God's word Psalm 124 here's what the Bible says says if it had not been the Lord who was on our side let Israel now say if it had not been the Lord who was on our side When men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who has not given us his prey to their teeth, Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray you'd add your blessing to the reading of your word today. Pray you'd speak mildly to our hearts today. Help us to find strength from your word dwelling spirit of God that lives within us as your children God that we could be faithful to accomplish the work that you have called each of us to be involved in We thank you for Jesus it's all because of him we're here today in Christ's name amen and amen thank you you may be seated Psalm 124 what beautiful words from God today amen you know throughout my ministry I've often encouraged people to read the words of the Psalms that they might be able to find comfort, might be able to find direction during the difficult seasons of life. All of us understand that and today by the help of God I'm speaking to you on the subject of dealing with disruption. The words of the Psalms reveal to us the compassionate heart that our Lord has for his children These words also give us insight, and they also provide for us instruction on how we should conduct ourselves when we struggle through the storms of life. As many of you know, and many of you have been so kind to reach out to us this week, and over the past several weeks and months, but just last Saturday night, my mother completed a 10-year struggle with Alzheimer's disease. This battle with Alzheimer's has taken a tremendous toll on us personally and our family. It's caused us to have to make many difficult decisions over the past few years to help provide the best treatment and care that was available. Of those 10 years, about the first eight years was just a slow and gradual decline and that slow, gradual decline accelerated tremendously over the past 15 months or so. And many of our church family, right here in this building, and many of our church family, have or are experiencing some of the same struggles. You understand that progression. Either you've been through it or you might be in it today. Others here today may be experiencing some other struggles, maybe things that are only known to you and God, maybe things known to just you and those closest to you, but those struggles are real and they're personal and you need God's help. My goal today is to encourage you and as I seek to encourage you, I pray that the Word of God and the Spirit of God would equip you so that when you encounter the disruptions of life, you'll be prepared, you'll be able to be strong, and you'll be able to persevere through things that you never thought possible. I want to just take a few moments to share with you some of the reasons that God is leading me to speak to you in the way that I am today. It's going to be a little different than just what we normally do. Recently, a dear friend recommended to me that I read Tony Evans' newest book called Divine Disruption. It's not very hard to talk me into reading Tony Evans, amen? And I recommend him to you in so many ways. My dear friend, Miss Mary, who recommended to me, she said to me, she said, "Brian, I believe it'll be a great help to you during a time of personal struggle. And as I began to read the book, and I haven't gotten through it yet, but... If you like me, when I read Tony Evans, I read one page. I have to go back and read it again. There's a lot of convicting words there. It opened with the story of the tragic death of Dr. Evans' 38-year-old niece. She wasn't just any niece. She was very close to him, much like a daughter to him. And all four of Dr. Evans' grown children gave perspective on the events of that most difficult day. The next evening after the death of his niece, unexpected, 38 years old, it was a Wednesday. Dr. Evans had planned to conclude a series of messages that he had been preaching and he had a a decision to make. So his family gathered around and they chose to take the platform with him and to discuss what had happened and the difficult days they were in before their church family. Dr. Evans' daughter, Priscilla Shire, that many of you ladies are familiar with and have been blessed by her women's ministry to women, she said this, and I quote from the book, she said, I thought it would be healthy for the church to see their pastor talk about pain in such a personal way, not as a great and gifted preacher, but simply as a human being struggling to comprehend heartbreak. He has always been viewed, speaking of her father, she said he's always been viewed as a superhero of the faith. But none of us are superheroes all the time. We hurt, we struggle, we fall, and we get back up again. Only by God's grace and help can we find this strength. When I read those words, they literally leaped off the page at me. Y'all ever had that happen? Reading the Word of God or reading some Christian material and something really speaks into your situation. Those words leaped off the page and they pierced my heart, challenged me to come before you today as a pastor, but not just as your pastor, but as a person. You come before you and... The hour of pain that I personally experience and many of you understand, and to come and just share a little bit of the struggle so that there would be hope, that there might be help, and that there might be healing for you as you travel through your struggles. So I'm going to do something just a little different today, okay? I'm going to take this pulpit, I'm just going to move it to the side. And I'm going to just pull up a stool here and I'm just going to talk to my family. Is that all right? Good, thank you. I appreciate that. I had my good buddy Jason who built this pulpit for us and how beautiful. I had him put something on the bottom so it would be easy for me to slide it. I mean, He just told me not to get too excited. It might slide off the steps with me one day. Last Saturday morning, I, I sat in room 105 over here at the Cleveland County Nursing Home. I sat there with my mother and I knew that the time of her departure was coming real real soon. We had been hanging by a thread since Thursday. And any of you who've gone through that, you know how physically and mentally exhausting that can be. So I bowed my head and I opened my Bible. And I started talking to my father because we got a relationship, amen? me and God talking and here's what I said to God I said Lord I need a word today not just any word but I need a word from your word y'all know what I'm talking about I said I need a word from your word today because I don't know what this day holds but I know you hold this day And the Lord directed my heart, write the Psalm 124. Now, I didn't play Bible roulette and say, bless me if you can. I literally asked the Lord and I began to search the scriptures and he led me to this Psalm and I began to read it and tears began to come into my eyes. See, I believe this word ministered to me because it's his word and I read it several times and I read it out loud What if people hear you? I hope they did. Amen? And I began to think about those words and I read them over and over and over and said, if it hadn't been for the Lord. Amen? Hey, David, look here. He repeats it twice. They tell us, Bible scholars tell us he was at a point of utter exhaustion himself when he said if it hadn't been for the Lord, we would have been in a mess. Wow and as I read that several times over I began to sing the song y'all know that's special to me farther along I looked it up and I looked up you know it's got five verses I didn't know but about two but I learned three more and I sung it out loud you say what if the people heard you God help them but maybe they did amen I'm thinking when we see Jesus coming in glory when he comes from his home in the sky (laughs) wow it just blew my mind when I read those words and I begin to think about the words of the psalmist in my own mortality because the psalmist says in Psalms 90 and 12 teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom teach us to number because I know that my days are numbered and let me say to you today so are yours Teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. So here's what I want to do today, okay? I want to share with you that a few principles that God taught me sitting in a nursing home room as I watched life literally falling away from my mom because I believe these principles that he taught me last Saturday morning are some things that I believe will help me the remainder of my days And as a pastor and a shepherd of God's people, I deeply want to help you live out the best of your days and and make them good days for the glory of God. But you know, it's also important to note that at Christmas, being this week, we're living in a disrupted world. Our world doesn't look anything like it did two years ago, and it never will again. But also, that very first Christmas was a time of pretty intense disruption. Joseph, think about it. He had Mary who comes and tells him I'm having a baby and she's his spouse wife, not yet his wife. He don't know what to do and he knows because the angel of the Lord says you take care of a, this child's name is Jesus and he takes her and they have to go back to Bethlehem to be counted in the census and when they get there with his, his spouse wife who's about to give birth, there's no place for them to even lay their head and the uh, glorious lamb of god was born in a dirty stable i'd say they had some disruption so let me give you a few things okay and i want to help you today these are going to be on the screen carla's going to help me with that but these are some things i help us with, i believe will help us when we deal with disruption one is when we deal with disruption god gives us strength when we're at our weakest Psalm 27 1 says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, I told you that even though we don't really know all the circumstances in David's life at the writing of this psalm, we don't know if it was when he was on the run from Absalom or whatever it might have been, we still know that when he wrote this psalm, he was at a point of utter exhaustion. He had no strength left. You ever been there? You ever been times when you couldn't pray? Aren't you grateful for Romans chapter 8 This says even when we don't know how to pray or what to pray, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered? There have been so many times in these past several months that I have literally just sat before the Lord and had no words to say, but the Spirit himself made intercession, and I praise God for that. We, too, in the world we're living in today, we live without strength because we have to remember Romans 5, 6 teaches us that when we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. I'm so grateful for that. Our Lord provides strength for salvation. He provides strength to sustain us in the battle, and he provides strength to supply every need we will ever have, and we can count on him to do that. Do you remember in John chapter 6 when Jesus was with his disciples? It was at a time of disappointment. It was at a time when people, more people were walking away than coming in. And he looked at his disciples and he said this, will you also go away? Sometimes I wonder and we have to ask ourselves, what would it take to cause us to walk away from God? And we better realize real quick, we're not strong enough to stay there by ourselves. He said to them, will you also go away? These others have left me. These others have departed me. Are you the closest to me? Are you going away? And who spoke up? Peter. He said, oh, Lord, what did he say this time? Oh, he did good this time. He said, Lord, if we go away, where are we going to go? He said, you have the words of eternal life. No, no, no. If we go away, there's no other place to go. I only want to be here with you. And I want to say to you right here, God gives us strength when we are at our weakest. And when you're tempted to walk away, when you're tempted to throw in the towel, when you're tempted to give up on God, remember this, he never gives up on you. And if you go away, where are you going to go? That's good stuff, amen? Amen. Here's the second thing God taught me. God taught me that he protects us when all of our defenses have been exhausted. I, I love what the apostle Paul said in the closing words of his last letter to Timothy. He said this in 2 Timothy four sixteen and following. He said, at my first offense, no man stood with me, but all forsook me, may it not be charged against them. What a heart the apostle Paul had, even when he was forsaken. Sounds a whole lot like Jesus, doesn't it? But in verse 17, he says this, he says, but the Lord stood with me. And he didn't just tell us that the Lord stood with him, he tells us why. Why? so that the message might be fully preached through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of a lion, just as an extra note, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and every and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Did you hear those words, church? Even when everybody forsook me, said, Paul said the Lord did not leave me. He was my defense when I was exhausted. Every time I read those words, I think about an experience I had as a younger pastor. You know what? I don't have a lot, and I'm not real sharp, and I'm not much to look at, but I got a lot of experience. A lot of good experience, Brother Keith. God's, I mean, some great days, but also some things that really, really hurt. I remember being in a deacon's meeting. And can I just stop for a minute and say to you, I am grateful to God for the deacons of Heflin Baptist Church. And let me tell you why. I don't dread going to one single meeting. Those brothers are not there to throw rocks at me or punch me in the nose. They're there to figure out how we can help minister to this body better and be on mission with Jesus. Something I prayed for all my ministry, but it didn't start out like that. No, I'll never forget how broken, I mean, some of the most hurtful things came from people who are supposed to be spiritual leaders. And I remember walking away from a deacon's meeting one Monday night. It used to be every first Monday night of the month, 7 o'clock. From 7 to 10, we punched the preacher's lights out. Well, it felt like to me. And I'd come home and Angie would say, are you all right?" And I'm like, I don't know. And I remember one particular meeting, this man said the most hurtful things. And I thought, thought maybe, just maybe one man would say, no, 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 no. You're not going to talk to my preacher like that do it, Miss Jean. They were scared of him because he was the boss. He was the church boss. But I wasn't scared of him. I was just devastated that a person that professed to know Jesus, especially to have God living in them could, could be so ugly. And I went home that night and I read these words and said, But the Lord stood with me. I thought, God, even if it's just me and you, you don't need me. You're a majority all by yourself. You ever see these people say, well, God bless me, he's a majority. No, no, he's a majority without you. Amen? He doesn't need me to be a majority. But he said he stood with me. And then he taught me why. And now as I look back so many years, and it hurt so bad then, but can I tell you now I know why God allowed me to go through that. Why? So that the message might be fully preached through me. He says, son, I'm going to take this hurt, and I'm going to use this hurt to shape you to be more like my son. Because listen to me, boy, my son Jesus went through a lot more hurt than any of y'all ever go through never will forget that you know what I know about my Lord he has defended he is defending and he will continue to defend his children until the day he calls us home let me give you a third thing during our time of disruption God also raises our head when we are overwhelmed you got your Bible open there Psalm 124 Let's take a field trip. Go left, okay? Go back to Psalm 3, all right? And I would just read these to you, but I want you to see it. I just want you to see it. And I, you say, preacher, I know it's there. I've read it a hundred times. Well, hundred and one ain't gonna hurt. I'm telling you, this is gonna help you, okay? I want you to look at Psalm 3. Here's what he says in verse one. Lord, how they have increased who troubled me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Sounds bad, don't it? Sounds bad. Oh, wait a minute, but thank God there's verse three. But you, oh Lord, are a shield from me, my glory, and the one who lifts my hand. We're going to sing a song about that next year. You just hold on to your horses. It's one of my all-time favorite. But you, O oh Lord, are a shield from me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Have you ever been so spiritually exhausted you felt like you couldn't get your head up? You know what it's like to be physically exhausted or maybe physically sick, but spiritually exhausted where you felt like you just couldn't get your head off the mat anymore? and you had to trust him to do it for you. It's tough. One of my favorite things to do sometimes during the week, I walk through this auditorium a lot during the week, and about once or twice a week, I'll come through this auditorium and I just stand in the presence of the Lord. I just pour my heart out to him. If he brings a song to my mind, I sing it. If he brings a scripture to my mind, I quote it. I just get before God right here, just me and him and nobody else around, and just ask him, oh God, would you please let your Holy Spirit rain down on this place? Oh God, would you please send a mighty moving revival, not something that's a flash in the pan or something that's all about emotions, but a real, mighty, moving, lasting work from God. I do that. And then I'll start singing. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me, Spirit of the living Not borrow from yesterday. Come and feed us, O Holy Spirit, teach us of Jesus, His will. up from there and I literally feel him lift my head and when he lifts my head I can stand again he can be my defense and he can take care of me when I'm overwhelmed there's another thing I want to mention too is that when we find ourselves in disruption he often releases us from the traps of our enemy. He talked about that in Psalm 124. He said he takes us out of the snare. You know what Satan does? He has many wicked schemes to get us to live caged up lives. He certainly does. And the number one successful trap he uses is the trap of fear. The biggest obstacle I had to get over for God to let me come to the realization that he was calling me back here to be your pastor is I had to get over fear because I didn't want to fail. And I heard old Junior heal. He said, boys, listen to me. No man who has ever stood and proclaimed the eternal word of God and the power of the spirit of God will ever be a failure. That helped me. Life has two greatest questions and I've reminded you of them over and over but those two questions are am I enough and will I be loved? Everybody wants to be loved and everybody wants to be enough and many times you don't feel like you measure enough but Satan causes us to live in fear of not being loved and not being enough. I want you to know I've always had plenty of people (laughs) over the years who were willing to point out my faults point out my failures, and I have many. I do not pretend to be perfect or polished. I've learned that that's helped keep me humble along the way, but if I'm not careful, I'll let that cause fear to set in. You know what fear does? It becomes a snare. It hinders you from fulfilling God's call on your life, and some of you today may be in a trap, and you don't know how to get out, I want you to know God will release you from the trap of the enemy if you will submit to his way of being released. And then finally, I want to share with you that dealing with disruption, we need to know that God enables us to worship him instead of wallowing in self-pity. It's easy to wallow in self-pity when the days are dark. But worshiping God in the dark hours of your life is one of the most liberating experiences of the Christian life. But Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, he basically said this and what's gonna separate us from the love of God? And he goes through this big long list and he says, I'm persuaded that none of these will separate us from the love of God. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So we have something to worship about, don't we? I've never understood. How in the world we can get so caught up in things that matter so little that hinder us from connecting with a holy God on the on His day and in His house? Never understood that. You know what I thought about this morning when I woke up first thing? I said, You know what? I don't deserve to live. I certainly don't deserve to have the privilege to go worship God today. I don't have the, deserve the privilege to lead people in worship, but God, in your sovereignty and in your grace, you've made it to be so. And I just want to go give you my whole heart. But in the dark hours, I remind you again of the Evans family's life that I mentioned at the start of the message today. Dr. Evans' youngest son, Jonathan, He said, Dad, how do you keep going? He's there on the platform in front of the whole fellowship there at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, on the Internet, around the globe, and he asked his dad, impromptu, Dad, how do you keep going in these dark hours? And let me quote you what Dr. Evans said. He said, because I believe what I preach. (laughs) Amen. Oh, he went on and said a little more. He said, where would I be in a situation like this without an anchor? I believe in the sovereignty and the goodness of God and because I believe, I keep going. I woke up Wednesday morning, the day after my mother's funeral. first words I said to my wife was, she said, honey, you okay today? You know, she still talks to me like that after all these years. Because she believes what I preach. Amen. And I said to her, in all honesty, I said, Well, honey, I said, There's nothing in life that prepares you to walk to a cemetery and look at a pile of dirt and a nameplate with your mama's name on it. Now, many of you have experienced that and you know what I'm talking about. And I don't mean to bring up anything to hurt you. I want to help you because me and you walk through this together, okay? You go see that and and there's nothing you could live 199 years that would not prepare you for that. I wasn't prepared for that. But do you know why I can carry on? It's because I got an anchor. I believe what I preach. And I want to put it in, I I tell you what, there's no shame in hurt. There's no shame in saying you got a problem and you need help. Amen. Amen. None at all. But I tell you what the Lord wants all of us to be able to do when the disruption comes along. He wants us just to keep on being who he calls us to be. So here's my question to you today. Do you have an anchor? Do you have an anchor in Jesus? That's what the scripture does in the book of Hebrews. Is he your anchor? Is he what's holding you? Is he who is sustaining you? Is he the one who's lifting your head and providing defense for you when you can't defend yourself? Because I want to tell you, Satan, you know when he shows up is when you're the tiredest and the weakest and the most vulnerable. That's when the Lord shows up and lifts your head. Oh, they said there's no help for him in God, but the Lord showed up. you have an anchor? You may need healing today. You may need healing from sickness. And God does heal from sickness. You may need healing for some sorrow that you are feeling today. And God does provide healing from sorrow. But you may need healing today in the form of eternal salvation. It's only possible through Jesus Christ. I don't know what your need of healing would be, but in just a few moments, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray, and Miss Carla's got a a video for us. It's got some music. This is going to be our invitation today because whatever healing you need, whether it's from sorrow, sickness, or salvation, here's what I want to ask you to do. I to ask you to bring it to the Lord today I'm going to ask you to come to an altar and just pour it out to God if you need my help I'm here I'm here for you man I, I, I'm telling you we're too close to heaven to be playing it safe amen but whatever you need Jehovah Rapha our healer has the answer pray with me Father in Jesus name in just a moment we're going to stand together as your people And God, we are praying for healing today. Thank you for how the Spirit of God and the people of God have been so faithful to minister to my heart in these days. Or I could never thank you or them enough for the goodness and grace of God's been shown. Father, I pray for those in this room today that need to be saved those that have never been born again if you called on them today and they went into eternity they'd go into a Christless hell Father I pray that the sweet spirit of God would speak to them and draw them God that we would see a transformation a miracle of salvation take place in this room today I pray for those who need healing from sorrow their hearts are broken they don't know where to turn and I'm afraid Father if they don't turn to you they'll turn to the wrong means that do not give any help but only create greater problems. Father, for those that need healing from sickness, we still believe that you're a healer of all things. You are Jehovah Rapha. Father, move mightily in this invitation. May the Son of God be glorified as my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Stand with me, Carla, when you're ready.
1: See how we can... this altar
0: today are some things I've been praying for. There's some teardrops on these altars today. That's good. There needs to be more. But I really believe God is beginning and birthing a movement in our hearts. And I believe the pain and the disruption we've experienced over the past 18, 19, 20 months, it's going to make revival a whole lot sweeter when God reigns on His people. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. I thank you for the lives that have been touched by your word today and those who have made commitments and decisions today for your glory. And God, we give Praise for what you birthed in our hearts and we look forward to greater things as you move us forward. them, Emma Grace came with her mom Wednesday night to see right all uh, before service. So we did not even talk, We have service. We talked with, And uh, when we did, um, Emma Grace I prayed to receive Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. And I thought y'all might want to celebrate. With that. I told her, Emma Grace was in the fourth grade. I was in the fourth grade when uh, the Lord saved me and uh, I had a real godly teacher too that modeled Jesus for me so I'll tell you that's important but I know I'm excited for Emma Grace and of course she is going to be baptized after the first year she's got a little important trip she's going on for Christmas to a real spiritual place. Called Disney World. You heard that? Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Michael's like, <laughs> he just got back. There. Yeah. I asked Carrie, I said, Carrie, is it still the happiest place on earth? And that depends on who you are, right? But not every, I've seen some very unhappy people there. But I know Emma Grace is going to have a great time with her mom and some of her friends. You're going to be taking that trip the day after Christmas. So we're excited for you. But we look forward to her baptism. And at the end of the service here today, when you come by, you just come by here in just a minute. They'll be right here on the front pew and just uh, wel- welcome them and let them know how much you love her and how, so how you're going to be praying for her because I am just believe God's got great things for her. Amen. Amen. Once again, y'all give Emma a grace a big hand. You will. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Well, let me just remind you here at the end of our day uh, this morning that 6 o'clock at night, 5.15 for choir, Marty. 5.15 for choir tonight. Be here a little early get ready for the musical six o'clock I look forward to seeing all of you bring somebody you. it's going to be a great time and uh, we look forward to that and we're just excited all that God has for us and just know this what I shared with you today is really from my heart and and, and, you know it's just really what God ministered into my soul what he taught me during some dark hours and what I learned in those hours is I could worship him regardless of what was going on around me amen and I just want to encourage you to do the same. Don't forget to on your way out Miss Angie's going to be out back with me if you want to go ahead and make your way there sweetheart because it gets kind of congested around there uh, she's got Christmas cards we want make sure every family has one uh, we had to include some new people on our Christmas card this year yeah the son-in-laws I <laughs> y'all won't believe man I, I debated I mean I, I really stated my case you know but I got outvoted and the son-in-law's even voted against me, so uh, yeah, no. But they're, they're they're on there too. And uh, but anyhow, yeah, we just want you to know we love you. I, I hope you'll put it on your refrigerator and pray for us. Maybe not on your dartboard or something like that. Pray for us because we deeply love you. We really, really do. And I'm so glad to be. Here with you this christmas the christmas before i came home i'll never forget i sat and i listened to steve gaines the bellevue and his daughter sing christmas in dixie which is one of my all-time favorite christmas songs right it really is good but nevertheless as they were singing that i thought you know and never realized that god would really allow me to be back here as he has and it's just been a blessing and you folks have loved us and prayed for us and minister to our souls this week, and we are so grateful, and I don't want you to ever think we're not, but I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Amen? All right, let's stand together. Marty's gonna sing us out. Yes? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> sit, sit down. Thank you, Bobby. Told you I was a little off kilter this week. Come this way, Robbie. Hold on a minute. I got one of them blue envelopes, too. Lord have mercy. Y'all gonna... Y'all, I, I, y'all gonna think I'm no longer a Baptist? Amen. Uh, no, no. Yeah, there you go. Get, get mine there. Uh, but no, yes. Let's take that up right there. That's very important because uh, I know you got regular and offerings and Lottie Moon and all this kind of stuff. But anyhow, we just, we just grateful to be a part of a giving church that's making an impact from the front door around the world. And in 2022, I pray, presents even greater opportunities for that. So as we give today, give for the glory of God and let's give today and next week, finish this year strong and uh, into next year, uh, expecting great things from God. So let's join our hearts together and ask God's blessings on our Madeline, that's mighty good. I tell you what, just the way we practice, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, darling. Thank you. Well, Alrighty, well, that's sweet. So now, now we're good. Okay, good. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to give y'all a heart attack on that. But no, hey, it's just good that we can. Uh, one thing I've learned about the body of Christ is this: we all have different gifts. We all have different seats on the bus. We all have a different function to perform and we need to do that with all of our heart for the glory of God. And when God puts that all together, it makes something very beautiful. It really does. It's very beautiful. The body of Christ is beautiful and is able to do great things for the glory of God and touch the world. And so let's always remember that, like I said, not just this season, but every season, all right? Good deal. Well, let's stand together. And uh, Marty's going to sing us out now And I look forward to catching you on the back Don't forget, make sure every family gets a, a card Hold on a minute Yeah, she's going to come right They're going to come around, okay All right, thank you seen the light
1: I have seen the light